to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before, and it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. Welcome, good evening, thank you for joining in. You are locked and loaded right here on Live from America. Thank you for being here today. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you as always from the live, free, or die granite state of New Hampshire, and it's a pleasure and an honor to be here for you, uh, bringing you the truth, bringing you the news, bringing you the gospel, bringing you some laughs and some cries and some excitement every day. It is truly and honor. So thank you for allowing me to do that. Well, folks, we are on our third installment of The Enemy Within Hollywood. We've been working overtime lately exposing Hollywood, exposing Disney, exposing CRT, and exposing pedophilia in our school systems. It is the most it is the single most important issue next to abortion that we need to focus on because without our youth We don't have a country. We need to save our youth. We need to preserve our traditions. And we need to preserve our culture as one nation under God. Amen? So let's continue with our third part of the enemy within Hollywood. Here we go, folks, on Live from America, part three. The House Foreign Affairs Committee has heard harrowing accounts from survivors of mass internment, forced labor, torture, political indoctrination, suppression of religious practices, family separation, sexual abuse, 
and other inhumane practices. And then executives thanked the propaganda ministers from these particular regions. But look, it's not just the Hollywood executives. It's also the well-known celebrities. And that's part of the point, to compel the celebrities to message on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party elites. In an interview with Taiwanese media, John Cena said that Taiwan was the first country to view F9, the latest installment in the Fast and Furious franchise. Soon after, Cena appeared on social media to apologize to the Chinese public as well as the Chinese Communist Party for referring to Taiwan as a real country, which it is, by the way. Uh information. Uh information the Chinese like using celebrities like Cena because that's an important part of their messaging campaign, an important way to show that they've turned American elites to work on their behalf. We see this happening all the time now. Perhaps the most famous is regarding Top Gun 2, perhaps the most anticipated sequel in Hollywood history. Paramount teamed with Tencent, the Chinese tech giant, to produce Top Gun 2. And the story is, is that Tom Cruise's iconic bomber jacket from the movie was changed. They removed patches from Taiwan and Japan, both sensitive issues. And ladies and gentlemen, that is part three today of The Enemy Within Hollywood. We will pick back up tomorrow and finish out with part four and uh, part of a part five as well. We'll just finish out The Enemy Within Hollywood tomorrow. And like I said, our children, what they're being fed, what they're being told, what they're being, you know, what the garbage that's going in is definitely reflecting the garbage that's coming out. Or should I say the garbage coming out is reflecting the garbage going in. Look at what's going on in California right now. Right now in California, they are making it possible that you'll be able to actually murder a baby one month after it is born. Folks, this isn't difference of opinion. This isn't different ideological, you know, discussions that we're having this is definitely good versus evil i want to i want to read a few emails for all of you right now it's very important that we get to these number one dawn says jeremy i've been listening to your show for over three years 
And for the first time, I am writing to you and the LFA family. Please pray for my 18-year-old daughter, Olivia. She was raised going to church, but now at the age of 18 is questioning God. She thinks, how can there be a God when bad things happen to good people? Please add her to your prayer and pray for her salvation again. Dawn, what I would say, what I would say to Olivia is that God gave us free will. God gave us free will and does not like to interfere with our free will. God does not allow bad things to happen to good people. Sin is to blame for the bad things happening to good people. Sin is the reason that bad things happen, not God. And a lot of people ask, why doesn't God take out all the evil in the world? Well, that's a very good question. Why doesn't God just take out all the evil in the world? And my answer to that is because um, what if he starts with you? What if he starts with me? What if he starts with anybody right now who is watching this show on Real America's Voice News or anywhere else? Because we are all evil. We all have evil in us. You may not think you do according to man's standards, but one thing that man forgets to realize or remember when they have these kind of discussions is that God's standard is so much higher than ours. We have no idea how evil we actually are. God doesn't allow bad things to happen. Bad things happen because of sin. Now, in some cases, bad things happen, and we don't know why they happen, but God, that doesn't mean God can't bring good things out of that, good lessons out of that. So that's what I would say to Olivia, and I would say we will keep continuing to pray for you. Trisha Santos sent a message saying, uh, lastly, I'll just read you the end. She says, I have a request. My son, Christian Santos, is 13. He knows Jeremy very well. Last time we watched the show, after Jeremy did his usual shout-outs, my son looked at me and said, quote, I'll never get a shout-out like that because I'm a nobody. She said, it kind of broke my heart. So if possible, could Jeremy give my son, Christian Santos, a shout-out? First of all, Christian, you are not a nobody. You are a somebody. You want to know how I know that? Because God made you. God doesn't make mistakes. God formed you before you were even in your mother's womb, and you're here for a reason. I can promise you that. And I can promise you that because I used to say that same thing. I laid on a cold, dark floor alone for a long, long time, and nobody cared about me. And I thought the same thing. But guess what? Jesus was there the whole time. Jesus did care about me. Jesus cares about you, and I want to give you, Christian Santos, a very, very special shout-out from Live from America. God bless you, young man. You keep doing what you're doing. I think you'll be just fine, okay? What a hard thing to go through. What a hard thing to go through where people feel like they're a nobody, but they're definitely not. They are definitely a somebody. Uh, I would also like to tell uh, Kim Michelle, I did get your email I did read it. It is very long. I don't want to read it on the show just because there's a lot of personal stuff in here. You are, She said she's at a terrible crossroads again. She doesn't know where to go, but I keep listening to your show and reading the Bible. I hope God will show me the way out of this darkness. So thank you for your podcasts. She says, politically, the church could be allies with many secular conservatives who could be converted if the churchgoers weren't so judgmental. Amen. I thought God was the only one to judge me. Well, that's true. That is true, Kim. 
but people are so cruel. I've watched in my lifetime many non-religious people be cruelly judged and chastised by Christian hypocrites. And so the youth fled the church, and now America is in dire straits. Boy, did she hit the nail on the head right there. I want to tell you something. I became a real full-fledged Christian and unapologetically and very loudly in 2016. And I can tell you, some of the most judgmental people I've ever seen or met in my life call themselves Christians. We should not hate them. We should not pick on them or judge them. We should pray for them and follow Jesus, not man. Amen? Let's go to the Lord, folks. Let's go to the Lord today because like she said, we definitely need the Lord. March 31st, 2022. I am a sovereign and I am God. Subordinate your inf- or your finite mind to my infinite intelligence and sovereign ways. Cling to me in childlike trust, believing that my way through mysterious or though mysterious is perfect. Isaiah 25, 8 tells us, He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears of all faces. He will remove the disgrace of his people from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. And from Psalm 1830, As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust him. And before you turn out the light tonight, Relinquish your demand to understand and find rest in my presence. And that is faith. You hear that, Christian? That is faith. You hear that, Olivia? That is faith. And that's all you need. All right. Let's go to the Lord. Please remove your hats if you're wearing one. Let's show some respect to the guy who breathed uh, life into our lungs through our nostrils. Our Father. Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You know, you guys, there is a lot of young children who watch this show. There's a lot of young children who watch this show, and sometimes I forget that they are such big fans of the show. But I got to say, there's nothing better than to see the young people curious about politics and curious about God, and I am honored to talk to you about both of them. Good kids. We'll be right back after this commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. Please stay tuned. All right, my family, how are we doing? Weren't those emails incredible? Weren't they absolutely incredible? I want to tell you guys another story here real quick, if I can. In our church, we have a youth group. A lot of churches do have youth group, right? Okay. A lot of churches have youth group, but one thing about our youth group in our church is how incredibly amazing it is. First of all, if I could get everybody on the LFA Facebook page, everybody on the uh, Getter page, and everybody on the Rumble page to do a round of sharing right now, I would appreciate that more than you know. Now, our youth group has about 50 kids that attend. I am not kidding. Children of all ages, all the way up until graduating age, we have about 50 kids 
from our community, from our congregation that go to youth group. That is unheard of these days. Now, that might not be unheard of in some city settings where there's a lot of, you know, where there's millions of people. But from where, where I live in a place that's got like 15, 20,000 people in the town, small city, whatever you want to call it, having 50 children in one church come to youth group is huge. God is at work. That is how I know when I told you two weeks ago that we're about ready to kick into next gear. That was God telling me that. That wasn't me telling you that. That wasn't me telling me that. That was God telling you and me that. And when I noticed that we had 50 children in our youth group, it was, it was a, it felt like I had just cured cancer. It felt like I had just won a million dollars and gave away a million one. You know what I mean? That's what it felt like. Thank you, Ellie Mae. Ellie Mae just donated $25 on Rumble. And I want to thank all those who donated earlier, too. Okay? You guys are wonderful people. Especially in a time when we're in inflation and all this other stuff and gas prices. And you guys still find a way to do that. It's incredible. But 50 children. 50 children in a youth group. That is huge. Um, T. Mitchell says, our youth group is huge, too. That's great. Good to hear. Did you see where Pastor Archer was released yesterday? I did not see it, but I did hear it. Yes. Shared to Truth Social. That's what's up right there. Hey, folks, we're trying to grow all pages. So if you do share it, please say, hey, follow Jeremy. Give him a follow, whether it is on the LFA Facebook page or Getter or Rumble or anywhere else. Okay? God bless you. Who's that? Who just put in another 20? You guys are, you guys are the greatest. Hold on. Who is this? Lisa McCoy. Lisa McCoy, thank you very much. God bless you and your family. All right, we're going to get right into the first and foremost section, and it's a good one. (laughs) It's a good one. Of course, I always got something up my sleeve for you guys. Here we go. Folks, welcome back to Live from America. Here from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire, I'm Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot, and I love this job. Let's get to the first and foremost section of the day. Please put your cups up. Let's have our first slurp of the day. All right. I don't know if everybody on Real America's Voice watches my morning show or if you only see the evening show, but the morning show today, much like yesterday, was crazy, full of facts, full of stuff, full of passion, full of winning, okay? Now, on today's morning show, we spoke of nonstop winning. I mean, if you have not seen the show, please go to JeremyHarrell.com, scroll down on the first page, find today's show, and click to one of the social links because it was truly a one-hour show full of winning, winning, winning based on all of our positive and hard work, okay? All of our positive and hard 24-hour-a-day work that we've been doing as conservatives in this country uh, before and since November 3rd, 2020, okay? Now, also, another thing that we've been talking about is how very stern and how very matter-of-fact President Trump has been lately about major, major things, major statements. Now, I've been telling you to read between the lines with President Trump, right? I've been telling you that all of this stuff going on right now with Hunter Biden's laptop just coming out of nowhere, the FEC fining Hillary and the DNC, you've got 32 Democrats running for the hills. They're trying to get rid of Clarence Thomas as fast as they can, and I don't think that's just a regular old smear campaign, which we will get to later in the show. I think there's more to all of that. Now, this is not coming from some, this is not coming from anything other than my own research and my own, um, my own optics, what I've seen every day over the last year and a couple months, okay? 
Folks, there's something very big happening, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. All I know is what I see and what I feel. And when President Trump says things like, you're going to be very happy really soon, we're working on things and you just don't understand, but trust me, you're going to be happy. I don't personally believe that he's talking about announcing running for president again in 2024. I don't personally believe that. Now, what I'm going to do for you right now is I've made it a little easy for you. I'm going to play a little video montage of everything that President Trump has been saying for quite a while now and everything that I have noticed that I've kept my eyes and ears on. And I want you to tell me what you think after this minute and 15 seconds of video that I'm about ready to play for you. So listen closely to President Trump. We got him by surprise in 2016, and they said we're never going to let that happen again, and they cheated. And it's a shame that they're allowed to get away. And let's see whether or not they do get away, because I don't think they will get away with it. Well, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, when you rob uh, the store of its diamonds, I always say Tiffany, and you rob Tiffany of its diamonds and you get caught, you're supposed to return them. We caught them cheating. Uh, You're going to let somebody that cheated stay for three more years? I can't imagine it. And they're going to get three more years. They rig an election. They're going to get another three more years. What should happen is... Uh, what the plan that we're on now, and I think a plan that's going to make people very, very happy, we'll be announcing sometime later. No, it's not something I want to do. I want to look at what's happening, and then we're going to be doing something else. No, it's not something I would be interested in. And the vote counters were, uh, there was great dishonesty. Look, it's been proven. Look at Wisconsin, what's going on. Sure. I think they may decertify their election. Yeah. Let it come back, and let it come back strong will be bigger and better and stronger than ever before. Something's going to happen. The election was rigged. They've undone some of it, not all of it. They'll never be able to do all of it because we'll be acting long before they can do all of it. Now, did you hear all that? <clears throat> We'll be acting long before they can undo all of it. I'm not interested in the whole Speaker of the House uh, scenario because things are going to happen long before that. We're working on something and we think you're going to be very happy about it. We're not going to let, it get, let them get away with it. Look, when President Trump said the best is yet to come, listen to how he speaks. Listen to what he says. Look, words matter. Democrats say that all the time, don't they? Words matter matter but not only do words matter promises matter and president trump's promises matter now again i am not telling you what's going to happen at this point i don't even know one of 10 different things could still happen with draining the swamp i think what president trump is talking about here is truly draining the swamp and i think it's almost synonymous with god working behind the uh, behind the scenes not to put trump back in the presidency not just merely for that if that happens out of all this then that's great i'm talking something bigger i'm talking something much bigger i'm talking something much larger and president trump just happens to be part of that much larger plan i do not believe that when he says the best is yet to come means him coming back in 2024 to win an election. I do not believe when he says you're going to be very happy. Trust me, we're working on things. The process has already begun. I don't believe that's him running in 2024. Now, you might believe that. You might be uh, impatient to the point where you can't. Where you, can't you, you might be saying, you know what, I've, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. Nothing is happening. These people are still walking free. I don't know what to say. They've not decertified anything. It's just going to get swept under the rug. All I have to say for you is this. Have hope. Have hope. 
If you don't know what hope is, I very, very strongly suggest you dust off that Bible and open it up and become close with your Lord and Savior again. Have hope. Not that President Trump is president again. That we eradicate the evil that has taken over this country like a cancer. Now, I know we can never eradicate evil completely, but we can remove enough of it to where we can save our children, save our future, save our culture, and save our traditions. Amen? Again, I don't believe tiny little things are happening. Here is one good thing that has happened, though, folks. Let's move from that to this. Do you remember when Chris Wallace left Fox News because he was mad at Tucker Carlson for Tucker Carlson making the January 6th documentary. Chris Wallace hightailed it with his tail between his legs, left Fox News, and he went to be the big guy, not the big guy like Joe Biden, but he went to be the big guy on CNN Plus, CNN's new streaming service, which, by the way, is so new that really... There's barely any shows being, um, barely any programs that are that are being shown on CNN Plus right now. But ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I am happy to report to you today that CNN Plus, the new streaming service from the pedophile network itself, is already bracing its employees for massive layoffs. Ladies and gentlemen, is the CNN Plus Streaming service already a flop? Well, folks, let's get into this story. Employees at CNN's new streaming service, CNN Plus, are reportedly bracing themselves for layoffs in the upcoming months due to a low subscription number. Fox Business senior correspondent Charles Gasparino has been all over this, and no wonder why. Okay, the, uh, the network announced the launching of their streaming platform Tuesday, but it was soon reported that layoffs could occur as early as May already. <laughs> the channel could also be merged into a platform, uh, into the platform Discovery Plus, unless the number of subscriptions increase, according to Gasparano. <laughs> uh, Charles Gasparano tweeted out uh, this uh, yesterday. At 1.15 p.m., the new streaming service will play live and on-demand shows from the network's hosts like Anderson Poop Cooper and Poppy Harlow, as well as former Fox anchor Chris Wallace, basketball player Rex Chapman, and a radio host, Audie Cornish. Well, I think they're bracing themselves for a layoff, but that's, what do you expect? What do you expect when Trump basically laid the smackdown on you for so long, and then James O'Keefe and Project Veritas came and finished off the job. God works in very, very wonderful and mysterious ways. So it's kind of a twofer. We kind of kill two birds with one stone there, meaning that we get to watch CNN crumble even more, and we get to watch Chris Wallace crumble even more. So... Come on, man. (laughs) We did it. Joe. Dumb, dumb award of the day. <laughs> Swamp Donkey, CNN Plus. Have a good one. I'm glad you spent all those millions of dollars to do absolutely nothing. Uh, before this next commercial break, folks, from saying we were right, from saying we were right, to saying Trump was right, 
to now saying Mike was right. Who am I talking about? Well, folks, I'm talking about Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell's actually been all smiles lately, especially since yesterday. Especially since yesterday when the peer review research found that there was definite proof of voter fraud. Mike Lindell was very happy about that, so he went along to post. He went along to post on his Instagram page. If we could just pull that up real quick. Here we go. This is Mike Lindell's Instagram page that he posted on in light of that peer review. And the third forensic report came out. And there's been an awful lot of shutting up about the third forensic report, right. uh, very widespread shutting up about the third forensic report, because this is now from two completely different cyber experts. I think now between the three of those cyber experts, you've got over 120 years of experience. These are people with, you know, master's degrees and PhDs and decades of experience. These are serious cyber professionals. And the third forensic report said, there was manipulation in the databases. Extra databases were created on the voting system server. Ballot records were copied back and forth. There were missing authentication files, which you have to have in order to show that the ballot images and the records from them that you're using for your vote totals are actually authentic and trace back to that paper that you scanned. The whole mess, the whole mess confirms the worst fears. Again, you had a very manipulable, very vulnerable voting system. And folks, I want to say something about Mike Lindell. It's good to see him smile. It's good to see him happy. It's good to see him vindicated. Now, a lot of people are going, what's up with Mike Lindell? What's up with the Supreme Court cases? I thought he was going to overturn everything. I'm going to tell you something. Just like Hunter Biden's laptop came out of nowhere and started smacking everybody in the face again, I'm going to tell you this. Just like that happened, the same thing is going to happen when all of this blows up. The Hillary Clinton thing, the Tony Fauci thing, the COVID thing, all of it. When it all comes to fruition, and it will, it's all going to come out at once. That is why we have to keep fighting. We'll be right back after this commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. And that's what I want to keep. I, I, that's what I want to keep encouraging you guys for. You know what I mean? That's why I want to keep digging. I don't care. We've not dug deep enough. Okay? We have not dug deep enough to get to the source of all of it. And we will. And we'll keep doing. It. You have my promise on that. Okay? I promise each and every person watching right now, and every person that watches later, my goal is to constantly, always. Dig for the truth, no matter where it brings me. Even if it were to bring me to something bad about Donald Trump, I would not have any fear about giving you guys that news. I wouldn't like it, but I'd give it to you, straight and raw. God bless Mike, huh? Man, that guy. He's got a lot of Easter stuff out right now, though, folks. He's got a lot of Easter sales. You know Mike Lindell, he's like the, he's like the salesman of the year, but he does have a lot of Easter sales, so make sure that you use the promo code LFA. You guys have no idea how much that helps out, especially when donations are down because of inflation and because of the way the world is. If you guys do any Easter shopping, you do any Easter gifts, make sure you use the promo code LFA. Same thing when you go over to patriotfoods.com. We're going to have them on next week, along with Candace Taylor and many other people to talk about what's going on in their lives. We, I can't wait to get Candace back on. I can tell you that. Uh, Candace, is, she's, she's fighting hard down there, and the GOP is doing some really shady stuff. Doing some really shady stuff for her, I can tell you that. I could tell you that. Let's come back from this commercial break. Here we go. Welcome back to Live from America, folks. Uh, we were talking about Mike Lindell and how it was nice to see him smile. Be a little, j- just even being a little vindicated. 
because he's got to he's got to think of everybody that he works for him. He's got to think of everybody that's watching him around the country. And Mike Lindell has been working his butt off. You can't say that he hasn't. So for that, let's go ahead and give Mike Lindell today. Mr. Mike Lindell from MyPillow.com, you get the Smarty Award of the day. And you just keep fighting, sir, and we'll fight right alongside you. All right, moving on, folks, here on Live from America. Let's get to the next story. That's just the way it is. Drools Nancy Pelosi with her stretch face, arms strong, drool all over the side of her face. That's just the way it is. Actually, it's more like... That's just the way it is. That's how Nancy Pelosi, like, you know, that's how she talks. Anyway, quote, that's just the way it is. That is a quote from Stretchface Armstrong herself, referring to inflation. You know the inflation that you're experiencing right now? You know the high gas prices that you're experiencing right now? You know the bare shelves that you're experiencing right now? You know basically the entire economic trash that it is you're experiencing right now. Nancy Pelosi says it's just the way it is. Just the way it is. Get over it, peasant. Specifically, she was referring to the fact that inflation is so high because of Joe Biden's policies. So she admits the quiet part out loud by drunkenly trying to get uh, formulate a sentence. But she said that's just the way it is when she referred to why we're going through inflation. It's just the way it is. It's policy, but it must be that way, drools Nancy Pelosi. Let's listen to this. I don't think any president would say that he himself made that happen. Of course, the public policy that we're engaged in made it happen, but the private sector made it happen too. A million jobs, which means that unemployment went down uh, practically cut in half. And when that happens, inflation increases. I've told you before when they, when I was a new member of Congress and the, the chairman of the Fed said, unemployment is dangerously low, is going to increase inflation. It's the way it is. This woman is so stupid. She's so stupid that she thinks every one of you are stupid. And she thinks that her stupidity will trump your stupidity. That's stupid. She says the reason why we have inflation is because of Joe Biden's policies, but it's because half the people left the workforce. And when half the people leave the workforce, inflation goes up. That's just the way it is. Who made half the people leave the workforce? That's my question uh, there, Nancy Pelosi. Who made half of the workforce walk out and not work? And then who took credit when they all came back? Your precious Joe Biden. You know, the one that was up there soiling himself, trying to get a sentence out at the State of the Union address while you sat back there drunk like this? You are the ones that made the workforce leave by locking everybody down with those ridiculous COVID restrictions. You are the ones that, because of your bad and just despicable policy, both foreign and here, that is what's caused inflation. All of the left wing's uh, policies, getting rid of Trump's policies to put their policies in has caused this mess from the very beginning. You cannot make people leave the workforce 
then blame them for inflation, and then accept them back, let them come back to work, and then give yourself the credit for creating jobs. It doesn't work that way, numb nuts. Man, I tell you, so I don't know how have these people stayed in power for such low IQ. They've been smart enough to stay in power this long. I'll never, never, never understand it. I will never understand it. So let's travel from the swamp of D.C. all the way up to Oregon. All the way up to Oregon, folks, because Oregon has a pedophile problem. Oregon's school system and the districts of, in the schools, uh, the school districts in Oregon have a pedophile problem. And a big one. There he is right there. There he is. That's the latest pedophile teacher, folks, to get in trouble. Let's shed some light on this very dark subject. A homosexual teacher has been put on leave after sending inappropriate images. I think you and I know what that means. We don't have to get into that. When somebody sends a text message of a picture that's inappropriate, I think we can kind of pinpoint what we're talking about there. But this homosexual teacher in Oregon has now been put on leave. Should have been put on a stretcher, if you ask me. Um, but anyway, for sending inappropriate messages to a middle school kid. <sighs> Police were called to investigate Dean Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T, an Oregon teacher, for allegedly sending nude photos to a middle school student. Salem, Oregon. Today, I received a report from, um, of an inappropriate image believed to be a staff member being shared on social media, Principal Alicia Kruska said, of the Judson Middle School in Oregon, wrote to parents on Monday, it is believed that this image has been viewed by some students as well, Kruska wrote, according to the Salem Reporter. Quote, we can confirm that the Salem Police Department is investigating a concern brought to us by Salem Kaiser Public Schools, SKPS. I'm sure those of you who live in Oregon are familiar with that. Regarding potential inappropriate contact, contact excuse me, with a student by one of the staff members. Law enforcement told that to the post-millennial. Quote, the concern was brought to our attention on Monday, March 28th, 2022. Salem police detectives are investigating the incident and since is an, is an active investigation, we cannot pr- provide any specific details. Well, hmm, isn't that, can't wait till we can. Here's some tweets. Uh, the Oregon Middle School Salem Kaiser teacher under criminal investigation for allegedly sending nude selfies to a student or students on social media. He's openly gay to students and teaches CRT. He is opposed to Florida's parental rights bill as well. More on this story to come. Folks, they want your children. They have wanted your children for a very, very long time. That's why they're trying to uh, get your children all the way down to preschool. They're trying to centralize education in preschools so they can teach this stuff, so they can do this ridiculously disgusting acts of pedophilia and sex crimes against your children. But it's not only there, folks. There's another problem in Oregon. Another Oregon teacher, a fourth grade teacher, charged with attempted rape. Charged with attempted rape of two minors. Police recovered handcuffs and a roll of duct tape when Andrew Burt Hammond was arrested. You know that teacher that was in that bunny suit? 
that creepy weird teacher? A fourth grade teacher from the McMinnville Elementary School in Oregon has been arrested and charged on two counts of attempted rape of a child in Redmond, Washington. Andrew Burt Hammond, a 50-year-old male, was arrested during an undercover operation, according to the city of Redmond. Uh, Hammond was arrested as part of an undercover operation where law enforcement used decoy profiles on location-based social network dating apps. The fourth grade teacher has been charged with four counts of communication with a minor for immoral purposes, second degree attempted rape of a child, and third degree attempted rape of a child. Bail has been set at $100,000 while Hammond remains in the King County Correctional Facility. According to the statement, law enforcement began interacting with Hammond in October. Detectives posed as a teenage girl and had interactions with Hammond who wanted to meet with who he thought were underage girls. After months of sexually motivated communications, Hammond um, proposed meeting with the minors at a hotel in Redmond on March 25th to engage in sexual activity. Hammond was arrested after checking into his hotel room, the city's report stated. These are sick people. They're coming after our children. They want our children, which is exactly why, ladies and gentlemen, Disney is fighting this Florida bill so tough. When you take away their disgusting ad addiction of sex- sexualizing children, they're going to come back at you hard. And the worst part about it is, is for them to come back at you or the governor of Florida hard, that means they have to have big money. And for them to have big money, that means they have big pockets and big donors and big people and big groups of people they hang out with. And if they're donating for all of this, then that means that this child pedophilia and sexualization of our children goes far deeper than any of us know. We need God. That's our only way out of this. We'll be right back with more Live from America right after this. Please stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Like I said, folks, when it ta- when we're talking about ki- kids, <laughs> God himself would need to be present for me not to go to prison. I can tell you that. God himself would need to be present in form, in physical form, for me not to go to jail when it comes to this stuff if I caught anybody doing this stuff. I just can't. I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. I can't hold back my anger. I can't hold back my emotions and my passion. I literally want these people uh, not on this earth anymore. Now, I know that's hard to say as a Christian. I get it 100%, but I'm sure you guys all feel the same way, and anybody who has children definitely feel the same way. Lisa McCoy says pedophilia is a demon possession. I am convinced you might be right. I mean, I don't. I, what what other thing can cause that kind of evil? Whatever thing can cause that kind of evil? Amanda says, oh, and judges are in on this. Amanda Collins, you are correct. Judges are in on this. Missy Reveal uh, on Facebook says, I would probably smile proudly in the mugshot. Karen Murrow on Facebook says, facts. T- uh, Tor- Terry Hughes says, agreed. Heidi says, I'd be in prison if I ever found someone doing this to a child. So yeah, I agree. Look, no, we're, none of us are perfect, okay? And I can hold my anger back on a lot of things, especially my physical anger. I'm really good at holding that, that, that back these days. But if I ever walked in on something like this or saw something like this or my daughter told me something was happening to her like this, I think the last thing that I would do is go to the police. I got to be honest with you. I think the last thing I would do is go to the police. 
unbelievable stuff, guys, in this world. And again, that's what I've been trying to say when I said this is not Democrat versus Republican. This is not Democrat versus the Republicans. This is good versus evil. And you were chosen. That's the craziest thing about this is you and I were chosen for this time. That means that God, before you were formed and made in your mother's womb, chose you, molded you, and brought you to this period in time to fight this evil. Every one of you. There is not a single one of you that is watching this show right now that should be on the bench. You are up on deck with your, with your weapon, with your armor of God, and you're ready to fight. God chose you for this. Don't sit down now. Don't be quiet now. Stand up. Be loud. And do not care what anybody thinks of it. Today, when me and my producer went to get lunch today, um, so I'm on, a, I'm on, I'm on an 18-hour fast every night, or, or every day, really. So I don't eat from 7 at night until 2 the next day roughly around there. So we were walking to get lunch today and I said, let's go get some lunch. I'm starving. I was wearing my armor of God sweatpants, my armor of God sweatshirt, my armor of God hat. And you should have seen the looks that we were getting. Some disgusted, some smiled. Either way, be loud and proud for God. Amen. Let's come back from this break. Here we go. And welcome back to Live from America, guys. It's been an honor and a blessing to have you guys all here tonight. Both the Live from America family on social media and the Real America's Voice audience. It is awesome to be here with you guys. As you know, COVID-19 is a thing of the past. But that's not going to stop dictators and tyrannical leaders from bringing that stuff back up again. You know, Tony the Rat Face Fauci, he doesn't really make himself public make himself uh, 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 available for public appearances lately. But when he does, he comes back and says, we might need to start bracing for another outbreak. That's what we need to do. We need to start thinking rationally here and making sure that we are ready for another outbreak. So hopefully you can get your 14th shot and weaken your immune system even more. That's pretty much what he says when he comes back out. But in China, they're locking everybody down. COVID apparently is running rampant in the home of its, uh, in its origin and in its home of China. And they're ramping people or they're locking people up so much, folks, that now they literally have robot COVID dogs patrolling the streets with megaphones that are barking COVID sanitary, sanitary instructions on a loudspeaker to Chinese people on the streets. In a video filmed in Shanghai City, a robot dog is seen warning a locked down community to stay in their houses and comply with COVID safety measures. The authorities have introduced containment of the country's economic capital after identifying several thousand cases of COVID in recent days. The dog barks in Chinese, obviously. Wear a mask. Wash hands frequently. Check your temperature, the dog cautions while patrolling the residential neighborhood. On Monday, China began instituting its biggest citywide lockdown since unleashing the COVID-19 pandemic on the world with the help of Tony the Ratface Fauci and the Biden crime family in late 2019 to curb the spread of the virus. Uh, residents will be required to stay home and delivers and deliveries will be left at checkpoints to ensure that there is no contact with the outside world. Offices and all the businesses uh, not considering essential will be closed and public transportation, uh, pr- public transportation suspended. 
panic buying was reported on Sunday with supermarket shelves cleared and food and beverages and household items scarce. Additional barriers were being erected in the neighborhood Monday with workers in hazmat suits staffing checkpoints. Look, I am not a person for revenge. I am not a person that wishes harm on anybody. But ladies and gentlemen, if we're talking about a fight between good and evil, and we're talking about God working behind the scenes, this sounds all too familiar with me, to me, as God sending a number of plagues on the people who perpetrated such evil on the Israelites. Remember that story? I believe it was Exodus. Anyway, as of March 29th, approximately 87% of China's 1.4 billion people have been vaccinated with two shots, yet they're experiencing such an outbreak. Wow. Anyway, would you like to see the COVID robot dog? Because I'll show it to you. Here it is. Here's the COVID, the Chinese CCP COVID robot dog. Come on, COVID robot dog, do something. Be a COVID robot dog. (laughs) I kicked that thing down the road and set it on fire. Of course, then you'd probably be killed. Oh, the world is a crazy place, but we continue to fight it nonetheless. Anyway, lately, the left has re-ramped up their decades-long smear campaign, if you've noticed, on Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. This is just another attempt to get any strong conservative voice off the Supreme Court bench. Now, even though the Democrats don't need a reason to smear campaign somebody and try to ruin somebody's life and cancel culture somebody... Even though they don't need it, ladies and gentlemen, they still do it. It doesn't bother them. So when they get a reason to do it, they're going to go full bore. So right now, the left is trying to remove Justice Clarence Thomas any way they can because of his wife's text messages that the January 6th Unselect Committee have made public about her support for the January 6th protest, which, what's wrong with that? Any normal, level-headed person knows that the election was stolen. There's no, any, you, if anybody tells you it's not, then you don't need to have a conversation with them anyway because any normal, level-headed person knows that. But now they're ramping up their fight on, on Clarence Thomas even more. And folks, by the way, this is like a decade-long smear campaign. But anyway, Nancy Pelosi was asked about this. And when old punch-drunk Pelosi, the crypt keeper herself, was asked about this, she actually made a very, very, bold statement, but a very stupid statement like she always does. But she says that Justice Clarence Thomas should have never been appointed to begin with. Now, I will remind you that her and fellow Democrats like Joe Biden said some very racist and very rude and mean things about Justice Clarence Thomas. And now she's saying that he should have never been appointed to begin with. Check this out. Table that he's so famous for being concerned about. Madam Speaker, do you agree with members of your caucus who are saying that Clarence Thomas should resign? I don't think he should have ever been appointed, so let me take it back. What do you mean, Nancy, that you don't think that he should have ever been appointed? Why not? He was qualified. He was far more qualified than the one you're trying to put in office now who doesn't even know if she's a woman or not. You're trying to put a judge in there now who doesn't even know if she's a woman or not. But the judge who was clearly qualified in the 90s, boy, he got a high-tech lynching from you and Joe Biden. And now you're going to say, I don't think he should have been appointed to begin with. Based on what, Nancy? 
based on what? That's what I would like to know. If I was that, if I was that reporter and that reporter had any guts whatsoever, he should have said, whoa, 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 calm down there, punch drunk. What do you mean by that? Put your teeth back in real quick. Stop slobbering all over yourself and stop drooling vodka out of the corner of your mouth long enough to give me a coherent sentence and please tell me on what basis do you make that claim that he should have never been appointed to begin with? And then watch her fumble and stumble and fall all over herself trying to answer that. It sounds like a cow trying to eat its cud. Anyway, she wouldn't be able to give you an answer. She would only make up some ridiculous claim that Justice Clarence Thomas is a white supremacist and a Nazi. (laughs) Justice Clarence Thomas is a white supremacist and a Nazi. And based on that, I don't think that he should be a justice. We'll be right back with more Live from America right after this. And you know, you guys didn't know Justice Clarence Thomas was a white supremacist and a Nazi? Well, of course, Nazi sympathizer. (laughs) How did she get into office? Well, I'll give you a good, uh, put it this way. Why don't you do a quick internet search of Nancy Pelosi standing next to John F. Kennedy? And then make your own formulations on how she got where she is. She might have taken the same route that old Kamala Harris took, especially in the 60s and 70s. But I don't want to assume. I don't want to say that she wasn't smart enough to make it where she is because she obviously is very, she's very, very cunning and she's very manipulative to get where she is. And I, and I would assume that to be very manipulative and very cunning, you would have to have some kind of a high IQ. Doesn't mean she didn't do anything wrong to get there, though, does it? <laughs> Kelly, I saw, your, <laughs> I saw your comment on uh, Rumble, and I will not repeat it. But I agree with it. I agree with it. So this next, uh, this next clip that I'm going to leave you guys with is very, very important. I think you should all stick around and watch this, okay? Um, I don't know if you guys know who Frank Turek is. Frank Turek, we're actually going to have him on the show. He goes around to universities and schools and he spreads the gospel. He not only spreads the gospel, folks, he teaches people. He teaches people exactly about the Bible, the origins of the Bible, the origins of God's word, God himself. I mean, he's really, really good. Frank Turek is his name. I've been following him for quite a while. He's got a, uh, he's got a YouTube channel. I believe it's called Cross, Cross Examination, maybe I think it's called. But anyway, you got to check him out. Frank Turk is great. I'm going to play a video for everybody when I come back from this. And this is good for believers and non-believers alike. So I would assume uh, that most of you would want to share this with your friends and family, okay? Let's come back from this commercial break. Explain that to the Real America's Voice audience and then get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here with us on Real America's Voice live from America tonight. Again, an honor to be with you. I know you guys on Real America's Voice News have seen Frank Turek come on before. Now, Frank Turek is a, uh, he is a, he's a man of God. He is definitely a scholar when it comes to the Word of God and spreading the gospel. I believe his show on YouTube is called Cross-Examination. I could be wrong there. It's definitely Cross-something. I think it's Examination. Either way, the guy visits universities, and he visits schools, and he has very, very in-depth discussion and conversation about theology with students of all walks of life. So for the non-believer, this next video is going to be great. For the believer, this next video I'm about to show you is going to be great. I only hope that you find it as interesting as I have and why I want to play it to end the show tonight. So ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Frank Turk, here we go. Hello, I'm Nathaniel. Nathaniel. 
Now, so you make three specific arguments for the existence of God. A creative argument, an argument for design, and an argument for morality. I, first off, would like to try and take down the argument on morality. Go ahead. Because it's not an, actually an argument for the existence of a God. It's the argument for the fact that we should have an idea of an existence of a, a God. Because otherwise there would be no moral basis from which we could sit on. And I disagree with that because I feel that humans are inherently altruistic and moral. Okay, all right, st stop there for just a second, Nathaniel. What do you mean by altruistic and moral? We are giving and we care about each other. Why is that good? Why is that good? Because it helps our species survive. Why is it good to survive? Because then we can propagate and move on as a species and continue to exist. So why is that a good thing? Who said? Why is that a good thing? Yeah. Because that is what it is. Well, that's an is. That's not an ought, though. Stalin would say, fine, Nathaniel, I'm going to survive by killing you and taking your stuff. Why is he wrong? Because Stalin would have the initial urge not to. He would feel that the inherent urge of humans is to be caring for one another. There are situations where humans will not be caring about one another, and those are exceptional. But because humans are inherently altruistic, his first urge would be to take care of the person or try and help them. But if he has some motivation against that, then he would no longer have that urge. And he would decide that he wants to kill them because he has a reason to. Well, again, you're, I think you're begging the question as to what altruism is. Why is taking care of others a good thing if there is no God? That's your opinion. Is there an external referent, an authoritative, unchanging referent that you're getting that opinion from, which makes it objective, or is it just something you feel? Humans, um, so if you take it from the stance that this is something that is consistent throughout humanity, that we care about one another, then we could superpose that as a moral impulse that we have. Okay, let me agree with you. I think we do have a moral impulse. And that's exactly what C.S. Lewis said in The Abolition of Man, when he looked at all the diverse cultures and he said, they agree on basic morality. Now, how do you explain that basic morality? Well, there's maybe different ways to explain it, but some will say that's because God has written it on our hearts. But the issue isn't how we know it. The issue is why is altruism, as you put it, or caring for one another a good thing? Who said? It's not necessarily that who said, it is what is. We are altruistic. There is no need for someone to say that it is a good thing. It is what we are. But if Hitler or Stalin comes along and says, I don't want to be altruistic, I want to be selfish and take everything for myself, and if I have to kill you to do that, I'm going to do that, why is that objectively wrong? Because he is not taking care of other people. Who said it's... Where are you getting this standard to objective, this objective standard that you ought to take care of people? Where does that come from if there's no God? So I'm just going to talk about a little example that I know of and some others. So um, there's three different points I'd like to make. First off, we still exist. If we did not take care of each other's, 
as a social species, we would have very, very limited capabilities of still existing. We need to band together. We need to take care of each other. We need to be friendly to That's one another. That's presupposing that survival is a good thing. Why is it a good thing? And why us surviving? Why not roaches or antelope or black widow spiders? Why do you need the concept of good there? We're still surviving and we're being nice kind to each other. We are being caring for one another. It wouldn't Forgive me, Nathaniel, but you're stealing the standard of goodness from God's universe Amen. to try and make your worldview work. Amen. But if there is no objective, authoritative, moral standard beyond us, then atheism doesn't work. Amen. And that's Dr. Frank Turek, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I know a lot of people are probably posting in the comment section or saying out loud in their, fa in their, fa in their living room, wow, this kid's a snowflake. Wow, this kid's an idiot. Wow, this kid's stupid. I've seen some of the comments. But what we need to realize is the kid isn't an idiot. The kid isn't a snowflake. He may be. The kid isn't, a, is, isn't an idiot. He's not stupid. The kid's lost. He's lost, and I applaud the kid for being there. Even if he thought he was going to get one over on Dr. Frank Turek, he's still there. He still had the courage to get up on that microphone and take on Dr. Frank Turek. And fortunately, by the love and the grace of God, Dr. Frank Turek is so well-informed, he's able to make this kid think. And that's what's so important. Not calling him a name, but bringing him out of the wilderness and back home to God. Amen? Folks, that's going to do it for Live from America tonight. I really wanted to play that at the very end. I know it's different than what we normally play, but there's a lot of lost young kids out there, and we need to reach out to them, not push them away. There are right ways, and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back and keep your chest out and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Please go to JeremyHerald.com for everything LFA. Sign up for a free Bible or somebody if you know or you need one. Also sign up for the morning newsletter. And if you can, help out and make a donation on the show. It really helps. God bless each and every one of you. Have a great and wonderful night. And I'll see you tomorrow morning, Friday, 11 a.m. for more Live from America. Have a good night. See you later.